Good morning, everyone. This is Judith A. Copey listening to Mad Love. What's going on? You know, uh, yesterday's show was probably a little deep. I get it. But it's a fair question. I think it's safe to, to say that a lot of people are sexually attracted to a gender they don't like. <laughs> they don't want to hang out. They just want to have sex with you. And I know it's it's hard, but I think it's an important lesson. And if you're young, if you're in your, you know, teens and 20s, make sure you're emotionally ready and prepared to be having sex. Um, and part of that emotional preparation is making sure you're with someone who actually cares about you and isn't trying to use you. Because the nature of, of the culture, if you will, right now is a little, it looks, it looks a little suspect. I mean, I don't know what young people do now for romance. Uh, There are no love songs that I can hear. Just because a song is slow, that doesn't mean it's a love song. And y'all have a ton of sex songs. Um, But I don't hear a lot of, you know, I like you, you like me, want to go out on a date type of thing. (laughs) You know, maybe uh, take it slow. You know, they don't really seem to do that. Uh... I grew up on a steady diet of love songs because that's what you could and wanted to sing about, I think, in the 70s and 80s. So, yeah, it's an interesting time. Just be smart about it. Ask fair questions. That's a fair question to ask. It's a fair thing to consider. Moving on to today's topic. Uh, finally, the whole team and I have finished the documentary, Everybody's Everything. Um, uh, it's about Lil Peep. Um, and of course, a lot of my friends will be like, who? I was the same way. Uh, he's like, an, he was like an emo rapper. He was a mixture of Green Day and hip hop. You know what I mean? It was like Green Day over hip hop beats. Very emotional. Not what you'd call a fantastic singer, but he, his, the emotion was there and he was a cute guy. I mean, you know, anytime a young, good looking guy is singing, he's going to get a fan base. And uh, he did. And um, and he was singing and rapping. So uh, basically, when we finished the documentary, all of us, we well, the team and I uh, consorted and it was like, hey, this dude actually was Fame Machine. So the Copra Manifest is my production team. We put out a record about two or three years ago. It's hard to remember because. I came up with the idea after watching uh, the Amy Winehouse documentary. And Lil Peep's documentary is not as good as Amy's documentary. They should, probably should have waited a few more years, done a little bit more research, because you finish it with a lot more questions. Like, they didn't delve into his drug use, his sexuality. They left the stone unturned really about the dad. You don't know what, what really went on with them. So, um, yeah. It was it was good, but it could have been great. They just probably should have waited a little bit longer, which opens the door for another documentary, um, a more thorough one. But uh, it was good. It was good. It was interesting. He, they found a lot of his peers to interview, and that was fascinating. Um, but anyway, so I watched the Amy documentary in 2015. It was like December 2015. So in 2016, I was like, you guys, we got to do something uh, about fame, like people getting famous and just getting washed up. I want to do a concept record. Uh, one day my nephew came in, heard a couple of the tracks and was like, okay, I'm going to be on it. 
<laughs> and um, that was the beginning of the collaboration between Manifest and, and Zeus. And, um, it, you know, every track is it, it was like his life. I mean, the whole the whole record starts with someone getting in their car, going to California to try to make their dreams of being in the music business or being famous come true. You know, they have some tough times initially, uh, but they start to grow in popularity. They meet some folks, cut a couple of bad deals, <laughs> maybe get involved with people they shouldn't get involved with, uh, get into a couple scrapes, get super famous, realize it's not what they really want. They're lonely. They're lonelier and sadder than they ever have ever been. And, uh, you know, they do the drugs, they get into the nightlife, and then they may or may not survive it. Dude, that is Lil Peep's story. For real, like, it really is his story. And when we were, we finally recorded, we partnered with a studio in the city who, uh, we, they would help us with the the project. And, you know, there were a lot of promises made that never really materialized from, from that. But uh, we did work with them and it was good while it was happening. We, it was fun and the studio was, was top notch. It just, it just a lot of things didn't really happen the way I thought they would or the way they told me they were going to happen. And so the album was delayed. It took forever to get it mixed. Um, so I, we worked on it in 16 and I think it didn't really come out until 17 and possibly even 18, but I think it was 2017 when it finally came out. But it was originally, it took like over a year for it to come out, which, you know, I own my own company. And when, when I say it's a go, it's a go. So I wasn't used to waiting. It just took forever for everything to finally get mixed. I think we recorded it over the summer of 2016 in the fall. And then, you know, my nephew's work schedule is busy. All of our schedules, we're all still working, you know. So it's like, okay, then we got to carve out time to record it. We got all the tracks ready, um, and then it just took forever to get it mixed and all of that. It was just, it was really frustrating, um, but I digress. Uh, the interesting part about that was Lil Peep's story was happening at the exact same time. I had no idea who this guy was. I'm not into underground music, really, and, you know, the more I work in content, the less I have time to consume content anyway. So, um, you know, working full time, trying to run a company, trying to keep, you know, herding cats with my own production team. It's it's a challenge, you know, so that was interesting. But the guy basically started putting music up on SoundCloud as like a 14, 15, 16 year old, something like that. And it blew up and uh, he was just overwhelmed by fame. And I think that's the danger of being a SoundCloud sensation. You know, my team, we're on SoundCloud. You know, we're not really burning it up like that. People are discovering us, though, so I should, shouldn't should say that. The analytics are ticking up, and that's really an amazing feeling. But we're all grown-ups, you know. We're all grown with families and jobs and careers. <laughs> and it's like, you know, uh, it would be really hard to bowl us over um, with with fame. But I think when you're 17... And, you know, you get famous, uh, it can be treacherous for you because especially if you're doing it independently, because now with SoundCloud, you've got all these young rappers uh, that are, you know, XXX Tentacion, 
uh Lil Uzi Vert. I'm surprised I know these people's names. <laughs> Lil Peep. It was it's a whole bunch of them that started off on SoundCloud and just got bowled over by their success. You know, and the fame machine is no joke. It will eat you alive. Um, and whatever is your issue, whatever is going on with you, if you're not prepared for fame, it's going to seep in there and just corrode your shit. Um, I've seen it up close. I've seen it personally, uh, not to me, but around me, people have gotten famous or infamous or whatever. And, you know, whatever insecurities you have, fame is not what you want. It's just like putting gasoline uh, drenching something in gasoline and getting ready to figure out when you're going to strike a match. Any little spark will make you go up in flames because you could mess it up a million ways. You don't know who to trust. Everybody's smiling at you. Everybody's handing you the drugs you like. If you want girls, there's the girls you like. Um, you know, illegal shit. You know, if you're into kinky shit, whatever you're into, people are handing it to you because they want a part of your fame. It's just the weirdest thing in the world. And so this documentary sort of points out that, you know, he struggled to say no to people. And uh, he just was just too young and out here. There was no guidance. I mean, he was literally on his own. Um, And I mean, it must be nice to have parents who are just like, good luck in the world. And that's good in one sense, but also... You need someone to sort of rein you back in like, hey, OK, you seem like you're on the edge. Why don't you come back home for a while? You need to detox or whatever, you know, and I don't know. I'm not blaming anybody. It just seemed like he could have used more guidance and structure. Um, and as a person whose parents were like, what are you doing out there? Get back here. <laughs> you know, um, I think that's just the difference between boys and girls. And certain types of parents, you know, my, my parents wouldn't have just been like, oh, you're living on Skid Row. Oh, OK. <laughs> you know, that would that would not have gone well. But anyway, I could not help but notice the striking similarities between his life and the Fame Machine record. It is a blueprint. And, um, you know, I just want people to be uh, cautious, you know, no matter what you're doing in life, uh, if you're striving for something great which I believe you probably are. That's why you listen to this podcast, because it's all about transforming your life, transforming your thoughts, uh, working to build businesses, whatever it is you're trying to do. You know, you want to be probably at the top of the heap, but the top is lonely, man. And you've got to be prepared. And I think we live in a, a country for sure where everybody's obsessed with being famous and it just looks awful. I want to be successful and I want to be well regarded in my field. Those are different than being famous. Fame looks really, really tedious. And uh, yeah, I don't I never wanted any parts of it. I saw I like I told you, I saw it up close when I was in my 20s out in L.A. And I was like, I don't know. I definitely don't want to be famous. I want people to respect me as a great screenwriter and filmmaker. Uh but you can be anonymous in doing that. Like, you know, most people don't know what Steven Soderbergh looks like. You know what I mean? So I could be that. <laughs> you know, I don't necessarily need to be famous. It, it's inconvenient. It's uh, not fun. You know, uh, there are fun parts of it. 
it's certainly always great to have money when you need money, but you can be rich without being famous, you know? So I don't know. Um, again, check out, uh, it's called everybody's everything. You may not really dig the music. It, I mean, I think it's, he had a very targeted audience. I mean, they were even tattooing their faces to look like him. I mean, people are deep. Um, and he was a beautiful little boy, just the cutest little boy. And I know his mom is heartbroken. So that's really, really, that's a really sad part of it. Um, cause he died at 21. Like that's too young to go. Spoiler alert. Sorry. But he died at 21 and, um, uh, that was in, in, uh, 2017. I mean, dude, you shouldn't be born in the two thousands and die in the two thousands or the, the thousand teens or whatever they call them. Yeah. That's sad. You know? I just, I don't know, just really, I want these young people to get old. I want them to get old enough to realize, man, I was out there wild and I don't know what I was doing. I was living crazy, you know. You need to be able to get old enough to be reflective. And uh, unfortunately, Tentacion won't be able to do that. Lil Peep won't be able to do that. Um, Mac Miller won't be able to do that. Dude. So anyway... They, uh, Lil Peep's story is famous, Sheen. The whole record, pretty much. I mean, and we didn't even know this dude, so that's pretty. I just, it just struck me. So, anyway, rest in peace, Lil Peep. Um, your story was fascinating. I hope someone goes a little deeper and tells us a little bit more about your life, the parts that this one didn't cover really deeply, and, um, know that your life wasn't in vain. You know, when you leave art behind that people value and care about and want to consume, even when you're not here, your life was not in vain. That's not nothing. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, deep. Happy Thursday. They just tore it up Just talking about it now Got me choking up And I don't wanna rehash those feelings Cause then all those scabs start healing I get mad and talk bad about people Curse the world, call it trash and evil And just cause I might have to leave you And not care, I don't have to see you All these feelings, I don't even try to fight them Cause real talk, then you probably just like them Can you even stand to love a man like me? I ain't never gonna change, why can't you see? Do you really think that you can even handle me? And yeah, it might be cool. 
cool for a while You might be the reason Zeus choose to smile And it might even seem like you calm me down And it might even seem like Zeus falling Wow, but it's a matter of time before I doubt you I'm so paranoid, I swear the noise clouds truth And now your presence is just developing power moves And all I wonder is when you leaving and how soon This jealousy overzealously rages It's a felony, definitely vagrant Whatever you're telling me better be amazing Cause otherwise this love will die and turn to hatred I feel what my heart was is now vacant And now my bad attitude feels flagrant I'm sorry girl, this love I can't take it Cause when I expose myself, I feel naked Just might make it And our bond will go far beyond breaking And this match might be heaven in the making Matter of fact, this covenant might be sacred And I imagine that we're passing something special I always fathom that love could be the vessel I feel a calm peace in me starting to settle I'm letting go and letting love unless you Stop losing your grip on what you promised Cause breaking up will awaken the cage monster I tried to warn you girl, I tried to stop you But you swear you can take whatever I brought you Now you can see why I pushed you away it wasn't a game, but you just kept pushing play. I tried to leave, but you just begged me to stay. You should have left me where I'm leaving now, but maybe too late. Playing hide and seek, go stealing Royce Royce, spinning driving streets. So now the money's in play, keep a hundred in case, feeling sly, wanna buy the whole place. Now the honey's in the days, the haters constipated, looking funny in the face. Wait, he expressed a sense of taste, he moving too fast, he seeks success as pace. Smith and Wesson, just in case, lunatics, loser, gotta keep my family safe. Ayy, it's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over, it's changing me. So now you got the fame, now they know your name, but you swear you never changed, huh? But that was all vain, cause now they know your name and now that is all changed, uh. Ironic how I'm on the same time as Aquinas until Judas was with the pirates. Accusing Zeus of defiance, trying to knock him off his feet cause he beat the highest. But my mystique's messiah, supreme ethereal being, I'm pleading peace and quiet. 
I beseech the liars who can't reach the pyre I'm gonna meet the fire But we need the needle cause We love the fame We need the drug We need the fix We need the buzz I'm a fiend it seems I need it cause uh. It's the fame machine I can feel it in my veins Taking over it's changing me So, can you handle pressure? Can you motivate yourself to channel extra effort? With your heat pleasure, living in heaven, having to watch your own legend. Cocaine with coke vein, no pain, but more prone to throat things. Like Chris Brown pissed at his old dame. The fame being the reason your whole soul changed. But when your fandom cheers, you shine in that light like a chandelier. Can you tame the beast? Should I know I can, man? I came to feast in a Porsche with suicide doors. Parked in me winehouse, but do I die for? Huh. Truly, I'm foreign. It's all bad apples like fruit, and I'm orange. Will you sell your soul or ass like an old Kardashian show? Huh. Or go for fame like a pro and have the masses follow your actions around the globe? Either way, the blade favors none. Ask MJ what is facing up. Ask Miley Cyrus why she plays a slut. Yo, ask OJ, hey, who made you run? Huh. Fame, running plays for scum, money pays for some. A hundred ways to stun. I know I've done it as a favor like maybe once back when I wasn't born in 1981. Huh. Call me crazy, but I'm paid up front. I fled to Beijing for an Asian lunch. Private planes, trains, and on the way you're blunt. Let me get these in Dubai, my favorite son. One. Fame machine, I can feel it in my veins taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine.